Yes, now, and welcome back to episode 91 of the Top Load Podcast, and this is the London Car Show Review, and obviously, as ever, this episode is powered by Third Down Displays, your number one spot for card supplies, custom cars, fans, and great preparation kits, and it's been a long weekend, there's been a lot of money spent, and everyone's feeling the effects of it, whether it's in the bank account or just being absolutely knackered, but first of all, H, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, very well, yeah, very well, uh, recovering, obviously, from... Uh... Not so much of a long weekend for me at the show, um, but a long weekend in, in general, but a very good show nonetheless. So, yeah, trying to catch up on me, uh, me hours sleep at this point. But otherwise, yes, I'm very well. Thank you, Ron, mate. Very well. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I only went the Saturday morning of the show. You only done the Saturday night and Sunday. So we had to get an actual proper card enthusiast on. It actually went the whole weekend and <laughs> night. It's the one and only Mr. Jules Lavender, obviously well known as Labrakes. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, tired and recovering. <laughs> and, oh, I'm I'm so tired. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. I thought you can hear me then. Certainly, we can hear you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, very tired and just recovering. But uh, yeah, it was a good show. We're going to be a barrel of laughs today, aren't we? Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> that, that Monday after any card show, especially the London card show, you just feel knackered. You might have even only been there for five or six hours. You're just absolutely knackered. I'm trying to walk around and the amount of probably germs and everything that is in that one building at the time. <laughs> no doubt you're going to come down with something. But obviously, let's talk about the actual show itself. And starting with you, H, obviously, this was the first one where we've extended the full building and we had the whole thing. And it felt very spacious once you got to that third and final third. But in like in general, before we talk about the actual setup and everything like that, another huge success. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, I, I did put a story out yesterday, and obviously I'll reiterate it again now. Um, yeah, a massive, massive hats off to, to Harry and everyone that obviously uh, partake in the in the London Card Show team that obviously helped put on a an incredible weekend yet again. Um, you know, I said it in my in my Instagram story that you know they're stepping the game up a notch every single time. It's just getting bigger. The event becoming broader. Um, they're incorporating so many more different different aspects of a of a card show, and um, it's really it's really yeah taken the the whole sort of uh, the whole game by storm. And as I said they've they've taken up another another notch this weekend. So yeah, a massive thank you, a massive sort of you know well done to, to everyone from the London Card Show team. Harry, it's just it's, yeah an incredible weekend, and I said kudos to everybody that's part part of it because it was an incredible incredible weekend. Um, a lot of fun, and a lot of stuff to to get around, to look at, to get involved in. And yeah, it was just, it was just incredible. Yeah, I, we got in there early on the Saturday. We was, I was helping set up and that's when you truly realised that it was the whole thing. I, before, lucky enough, I'd seen behind the curtain, so to speak, of what was that last bit. But it opens the door to so many possibilities that you had the additional space for bigger areas. You had whatnot move into like the Champagne Lounge, which worked really well having it completely separate. Um, and then you also had like tops, they had a bit more of a space in front of them where it could have been a lot of things there. And then just by it, you had the creator studio, you had uh, the VR as well, which I know you boys, when we talk about the Sunday, we'll get onto that. But lab, obviously having that additional space and it was a very busy day in terms of it seemed like, especially between the 10 and one mark, it was really hectic and busy, but it was well worth opening it up. And I think that was just shows you how big it is now that, you didn't even feel like it was empty. It was always felt busy and very bustling as well. 
Yeah, it was a lot better having more space. I don't know if there's many more vendors or if it was quite a similar number, but it just, yeah, they had like breathing room for once at a show. A lot of these shows you like sort of squeeze in between backpacks and stuff and it's just a bit hectic. But no, I think this is much better and like much more uh, well thought out, especially the layout of the Pokemon and the sports card separate. I like that as well. But that was quite good. You knew where you wanted to go, so you didn't want to, yeah. If you're a Pokemon fan, you don't want to be looking at the sports cards. Uh, you can go do what you want and vice versa. So, yeah, I think it's really good. Yeah, I think, like you said, just touching on that, the dedicated areas worked really well because you knew that, all right, there's a few Pokemon ones here, so I don't actually have to look at that. Oh, wait, then it's back to sports. And then you could kind of walk around it. It worked very well how it was planned out. And I know when we were speaking to Harry last week on the episode, he did say there was something there was in feedback. They've been listening to feedback. And obviously, it's the first time done it, so there's always going to be little changes. But hey, it really worked well having areas because you worked out that, oh, wait, I can have a look at this like island or I can look at these four, five, six tables and I know what's going to be on it. It worked very well in comparison to when, I'd say, we throw it back to a couple of shows ago, even last show, that it was like sports, Pokemon, sports, Pokemon. And then it was kind of all a bit everywhere and it was quite hard. You'd easily miss a table. Yeah, I think it just it gave it a lot more structure. Um, in order to sort of, you know, uh, group together the, the certain aspects in terms of TCG sports. And it just gave it a bit more of a direction. You knew, you know, if you saw a TCG table, the likelihood of that whole island being TCG, sort of ends like, okay, cool, like, I can skip on to the next island or I'll have a look around here and see what's around here. So you had more of an idea as to what you were walking into or where, you know, certain tables were going to be or what you can expect from an island just by looking at a table um rather than i guess you walking around doing figure eights you know everywhere you go trying to figure out where some of the sports tables are who's where so i think yeah in terms of the direction and the structure of it it worked really well um and i can't see sort of you know harry going back on that now and sort of reverting back to the way it was because i think you know i'd be very surprised if there was you know a lot of negative feedback regarding the sort of the grouping of it i think it, it worked really well and people that were there for tcg knew where tcg were and people that were there for sports knew where sports were so i think it worked really well and it's something that i think you know would be wise to keep going forward into future shows just because i said it gives it a lot more structure yeah definitely and i think uh, talk about another one of the big changes which was the addition of the kids zone which worked very well i didn't really know what to expect from it um where we was based most of the day at uh, gbw's table it was actually opposite tops which was next to the kids zone. it was quite a clever idea i didn't know how they was going to do it but it was quite a lot of activities going on there there was always spaces for kids to go and sit and do activities which was a fantastic idea because i always find with kids they can easily get distracted or lost or sometimes they come with the parents who are into the cards and they're just standing around really not doing much i think that was a brilliant addition and Obviously, Lav, you spent quite a bit of time nearer the zone, and it was always busy, it seemed. It never seemed quiet, and I always said having two or three members of the London Car Show team there, but what a brilliant idea to have and be able to welcome in like the younger collectors that no doubt will be the future going forward. Yeah, it's good to see. I accommodate for everyone nowadays, and it's just it's uh, sort of introducing them to the sort of whole, whole thing of it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good that they're being inclusive, I think my opinion yeah no i i always find it's always tricky to do you see it a lot with football stadiums obviously having their family sections and like that but have an area that they can go and sit down have activities to do they could get their own custom like little id card from the london card show and moving on to that and i've got kind of two h um 
everyone's big new purple friend. Obviously, I'm not talking about Barney the dinosaur. Obviously, talking about Hector the collector. Is it just me, or when I see him in person, he was a lot bigger than what I was actually expecting him to be? Oh, 100%. Oh, past me a couple of times, I was like, I did not expect his geezer to be this big. Um, but it, it was just another another sort of brilliant additional sort of feature to to the show. You know, where you've got so many families that are coming down now, making sort of, you know, a day of it. And, you know, we're, you know, family three, four, five, however many it was that were coming down for the day, for the weekend. Having that additional, you know, mascot there that... The kids can run up, have pictures with, you know, play around with. And I think that's, it's just so, as, as Lab said, accommodating in terms of who who's going to be there, the target market, you know, making something there for, for everyone. And I think, yeah, it was just, it was just a brilliant additional, the addition that, uh, that Harry and the team put into it. And I mean, you know, you couldn't have put it any, any better. Like it was down to a T, the, you know, the, the T-shirt, the hat, it was the actual mascot itself was, was designed brilliantly. So yeah, it was just cool seeing a massive purple figure walking around all day. It was quite, uh, it was quite funny. Yeah, probably the warmest place actually in San. Oh gosh, yeah, because it was a chilly one. But we won't talk about the weather too much. But I'm going to talk about the actual cards and everything on offer. Coming over to you, Lab. It was a very different show, and I think it shows the evolution within the UK hobby of it's not where a lot of times it was quantity and it was quite a lot of cheaper items. You won two pound, which is still fantastic to look through. But there was a lot of quality available at this show and some really big cards. And when I mean some really big cards, there were some cards that God knows how many times I would have to be working to even afford one of them because there was one store I think had about seven one of ones on it, which probably were all five to ten, if not more. Yeah, there were some mental cards on that table. There's two and Kunku one of ones, Ronaldo, Messi out of fives. It baffled me. Like, it makes me feel like I. I Collection's worthless. Looking at the tables like that, especially with all the uh, Havertz cards I've got. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just the quality of cards on show uh, this weekend was incredible. You still have the like one pound, two pound ones, but they really stand out like those big ones. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, coming to UH, obviously, you weren't there, sadly, but sounding by a lot of people I spoke to, it's quite similar over the two days. It was, it's a very nice to see how it's. That like actually evolved since them first shows in the lower room, obviously all the way back to before even predates each year as well. But there's such a wide range that if people wanted high end, there was high end tables. If people wanted just low end, there was low end tables. Or then people had also a good mixture of modern to vintage. It, there was there was a bit for everyone. It seemed at the show. All right, I think maybe the one criticism, maybe sports wise, it was very very heavily football, obviously, or as known soccer. There weren't as much F one or UFC or there was a few tables of American sports, but for the soccer collector, football collector, was a very good mix of all different types of price ranges and ages as well. I think, yeah, this is probably one of the, I was going to say one of the sort of the, the, the biggest or the sort of the, the best show for football. I think there was a lot of football there. Um, and I think I was saying to, to Jason and Lewis that it's probably one of the first shows where I've seen the fewest amount of F1 um, which I was quite surprised at. I know obviously the season's just finished, whether that's had an impact on it or not, or sort of where that's sitting in the market at the moment. But for me, I think I saw the least amount of F1 uh, yesterday on the Sunday than I probably had done at any any previous show. I think there was one, maybe two F1 tables that I'd seen. Um, but otherwise, yeah, for, for any football collector, I mean, you're in dreamland. There was there was literally something there for everyone, whether that be from, you know, two, three, four, five pound cards, all the way up to, you know, 10, 15 grand. 
Um, and I think I was surprised at how much Arsenal as well. I know, uh, I know Dan's cards and Martin, obviously card sales, more or less had two showcases full of Arsenal, which obviously for, for me and you, Ron, obviously is, uh, is dreamland. So and it's pretty, they're pretty, very dangerous. Yeah, both. Um, but I think for me, it's probably one of the best shows Arsenal wise that I've, I've seen in terms of what was available. Um, but yeah, there literally was something there for, for everyone, anything you could think of, you know, it was, it was at, it was at that show over the, over the weekend, there was a lot there and a good selection as well. As you said, a lot of modern, a lot of vintage, a lot of slabs, a lot of raw. Um, so yeah, I got, you couldn't have asked much more really. It was a all round, a, uh, a very, uh, promising show. Yeah. And I can now kick up my feet and relax as we talk about the rest of the London card show, because I did venture to. A certain football stadium that I'm not going to talk too much about because it's not the best one. But yeah, again, it was a lovely football game. But starting with you, Lav, how was trading like? Was it busy? Because I've seen progression since I was going, obviously, missed this one. But how was it? Was it busy again, like usual? Was there a lot of stuff going down? Well, to be honest, I haven't, I'm not someone who goes to trade like quite often. It's one of my, the second one I've been to since uh, quite an early show. But uh, yeah, it was really busy and I wasn't expecting so many people to be there. But, um, there's some again. There's like quality cards and show the people who sort of like walking around and sitting down and showing their stuff. You saw new stuff you hadn't seen the day. Um, and there's some big trades going on from what I saw anyway. Yeah, there's some monster cards. Yeah, obviously H. Obviously, it wasn't at the last trade night, but he was at this one. He was at the one before it. So, did you see a massive progression as well of the UK hobby really getting behind trade nights? Because it was a like when we had Harry on originally when he was saying he was going to do the first trade night, there was a lot of grey area. Should I do it? Shouldn't I do it? How's it going to be received? But it seems like be just naturally now it's just growing and growing and growing and it's turning into its own event, which Harry did say last week. Oh, trade night was mustard. I loved it. It's probably one of my most successful trade nights I've had. Um, and I say trade night softly because it, I bought it, it wasn't trade, but um but yeah, I think you know you look back to the first of a trade night that happened, obviously uh, in the in the previous hall, and to where to where it is now. I think you know that trade night has evolved so so quickly, so you know effectively that it was it was absolutely ridiculously busy on on Saturday night, and it's one of those things where the more it happens, the more you evolve it, the more people talk about it, the more that people are positive about it the more people are like, cool, we need to go to this trade night. And like you said, there was literally stuff there for everyone. It's one of them things where you can take a step back from having to, to vend or, you know, walk around all the time and people can just sit down, lay out their cards, open up their showcases and just show what they've got to offer. Because if you're not vending at the show, but you brought your case along, let's say, you've got so much stuff in there that someone you're walking behind may, may really want, but they've got no idea because you're not vending. And it gives the element of, Everyone's got an opportunity there to lay their cards out, trade, buy, sell, whatever. Um, it incorporates that different aspect to it. But it, it was so busy. And I think, you know, you look at the evolution of the trade night since the the first ever one, and it's come on leaps and bounds. And yeah, it was a, in my opinion, it was a wicked trade night. And I said, really, for me, really successful. But um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff going on on trade night. And like I said, I can kick up my feet and relax again because I'll let you take it away. You're talking about Sunday because I was uh, at another football match. So I'll let you take over. H, you, I'll just sit here and do nothing. This is going to be great fun. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, um, also, yeah, Lav, myself, uh, Jason, uh, card sales, clinical cards, obviously Jack, GBW and that. I think also we all uh, took to the pub after trade night. So I think we were a bit of a, it was an early start for us then on Sunday morning um, for more than one reasons, but 
yeah, I think we got to the show about half eight, I think, didn't we, Lav? Um, obviously, then, yeah, started setting up, obviously, both tables, obviously, uh, Lav with GBW, obviously, me with Jason and Lewis. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good show. I think you know you could you could sense it's starting to get busier. There's massive queues outside before sort of VIP were entered, um, and obviously general admittance as well afterwards. But um, yeah, it was really really good, really positive shows. I don't know how the table layout was in comparison to the Saturday, whether they sort of moved a few tables around or not. I saw I, I was on there on the Saturday, so I obviously don't know. Um, but yeah, it was a really really positive show, really good show. Um, a lot of stuff on display, and like I already said, you know, in terms of the Arsenal and. The, the the variety of, of cards that were on display was uh was was really really good obviously VR I know I mentioned to Harry about obviously on the the preview of the London card show um, was just as good as I thought it would be um I think between the five of us that were on there I think I did get the quickest lap which is why I'm talking about it um but it was really good again another another great sort of you know addition to to the card show and having that there free free of charge free to use and you know it's a you know VR simulator so you know, what more could you, what more could you want? Um, but yeah, it was a really, really good show, really busy. Um, I think, you know, typically as a, as a normal Sunday, it died down sort of towards, you know, the sort of three, half three area. Um, cold, obviously, but it was, yeah, a really, really good show. Busy, a lot of stuff. Anything you could think of was there. Um, some big trades, you know, I think obviously in terms of sort of being at the table with Jason and Lewis, you know, it was quite a successful day um, in terms of sort of selling, and um, yeah, I think I, I think I've covered most most points, but it was it was a really positive day. You know, I know we sort of say it, but to have all the everyone in, in everyone there from the hobby, all for the same reason for the for the love of cards, and um, yeah, it was really really good, really positive, good vibes, um, and yeah, a very successful day and night in in my opinion. I don't know whether Lav you feel the same way or not. So you know we were there the whole weekend, but um, yeah, really really positive. Yeah, I mean. At the start of the weekend, I was like, I'm not going to buy anything. I'm going to just go to see everyone and enjoy myself. And then I sold some cards on the Sunday, and that's it. The floodgates opened, and I started buying boxes and bought a card. And But, yeah, in the end, I think across both days, it was a really good show. There was um, so much variety. Uh, I think it's massively better than – not better, um, improved than from the last show. But um, – yeah, I just can't wait for the next one again now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's, we, I'm not even going to say, when I've got to say the dates, it's the 10th of 11th of Feb, and we know that's going to come around really quick, uh, especially with how quick the month of December normally goes anyway. And then, to be fair, January is normally quite a long month because you're normally looking at the bank balance from about the 5th of January, wondering where it's all gone already. But like we say, it's um, it's been a massive improvement. The growth would be seen through all the London card shows, uh, it's been astronomical. And obviously, like I say, Harry said, there's some massive plans for 2024, which we can't wait to hear. So on our closing ones, actually talking about the show itself, is like, would we see anything we'd like to see improved, anything to be added? It's always a tricky one because it's very hard. Most of the times, the little adjustments like the cloakroom, which was a very good idea, you wouldn't naturally think off the top of your head. Obviously, the combining of sports and Pokemon in different locations worked very well. <laughs> Having some separated like um, creators studio tops having their own like main area bit also whatnot worked very well. So H, is there anything that obviously you'd like to see change? Maybe an idea added or anything that you work very well that they, you'd like to see expanded upon. I think there's one thing that, that sort of pinged into mind straight away that I don't think really is in Harry's control. Um, but I think to have that VR simulator, but like you know possibly four instead of two and have it so they're all linked up and like race. 
um, as opposed to sort of the fastest lap. Just again, it's completely out of Harry's control, but I just thought that was quite a cool idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's one of them ones where, like, you know, nothing necessarily springs to mind, and then Harry will come up with, you know, three, four new additions to the show, and you think, yeah, that makes sense. Um, or yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. So, you know, no, no doubt Harry will knock it out the park again in February with some more additions and some new, uh, new additions to the show, but there's nothing really that like springs to the top of my head where I'm like, yeah, that'd be really good to see that. Or that'd be really good to have that in there. Or, um, you know, if this was there, that made it even better. But I, I don't think there was anything there that I'd have thought, yeah, that we could have done with that uh, as, as additional extra. It would have been good if that was there. So and I think everything that, that Harry added this time around, I said the cloakroom, the VR, all of that sort of stuff was was exactly what 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 needed to be there. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I personally, I've, I don't... I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I would I would have added or changed or um you know differed to to make it any any more improved as as such. No, no, like I say, I, I agree. I think it was a very well put together show yet again. I know we always sound a bit like a broken record, as you say, but uh, we generally think that it's been a very good evolution in the show. Like we say, we always want to see expand and grow as the hobby grows. Like no doubt it was a sold out Saturday. There was people who probably there might have been another few hundred people if not more, who wanted to attend. And it's getting to a point where that room is probably near enough at the capacity it can be. So obviously they know that the team obviously don't help as well when it is winter months. And whereas at least in the summer, you probably have a few hundred people sitting outside at any one time, having a drink, having some food or just chilling outside. Obviously when it's a bit colder, you're going outside for a hot chocolate or a tea or a coffee and you're coming straight back in. But like I say, it was another very, very successful show. And, Lav, your any closing like thoughts you'd have on the show and like how much it's been improving slash what you're looking forward to potentially in the calendar month of 2024? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know they said about on-site grading. I think, uh, which would be a very cool idea. I remember they Bingo. did a card con with uh, MGC, so it'd be cool to see something like that at the uh, the next shows. And I think they should open the bar. I think that'd be a cracking idea for the uh, the coming shows. But um, idea tra- dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. Trade night that'd be fantastic. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm look really looking forward to the next show. I think London Card Show is the top show in Europe, let alone the UK. Uh, um, yeah, I just always look forward when it comes around. I was talking myself out of not going this time, and I still ended up there. So. Yeah. And you're only supposed to go for this Saturday. We persuaded to say Saturday night and Sunday. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going. I'll come on the Saturday. I'll, I'll, I'll come on the Sunday as well. I'll go on then. <laughs> but yeah, you ended up putting the most hours in out of any of us. So yeah, congratulations <laughs> on that one. But obviously, now we're going to talk about like what we picked up or traded slash sold. And there's only one place to start. And the people have been waiting all this time to know. We see it. I know what it's going to be about. I know what it's going to be. We down the space's story of a little bit yeah. on how many slab mags H was going to buy. But before we confirm the number, Lav... Can you please confirm that you've actually been corrupted by HA Cards UK and you have now converted to the life of the slab bank? Oh, yep. Yeah. We've lost another soldier. Oh, yeah. I have this one. There's also another one sitting up there, but I had that before. But they just look fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's a magged card and it still looks brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. I, love, I, like, I love it. I'm addicted a lot of people don't know that they actually, like, third down displays, if you go on their website, they do sell the mag inserts, which I was sceptical about. And then I see them at the show in person on Saturday. 
fantastic addition as H is now currently going through his display. I'm going to pick out one any minute now to say, there you go. Uh, watch this. Look, here we go. Look, everyone's going to do it apart from me. I'm letting the squad down. So I'm going to have to talk to the lovely guys over at Third Down Displays and arrange one. But H, can we please confirm the final tally of Slab Mag's purchase? Two. Two. Very respectable. Two. Yeah, I purchased two in the end. So I had this one obviously the whole way. Um, I was definitely going to buy that. Obviously, you know, like like Lav has with the the mag insert. Obviously, for the dual auto that I've been chasing for some time now. Red on red. Obviously, it uh, looks absolutely unbelievable. I've not actually seen the mag insert. I've never had like a mag insert in the slab mag, but uh, this will not be the last one I'll buy. That's for sure because they are so <laughs> so clean. I don't think anyone's going to be holding the press with you saying you're going to buy some more. No, I know, but look, look how nice that looks though. That looks unreal. Can you also um, confirm, are you the UK rep for Slab Match? Because if you're not, I, I would actually... I need to be. Yeah, I, I need to be. Hey, <laughs> this man. You might as well put in your bio, the Slab Mag enthusiast. Like, it's going to happen. Mr. Slab Mags. Yeah, so like we say, it, especially with the discount on it, fantastic purchases. Uh, we probably will have to pick up some more for myself. But if we talk about the actual thing everyone was going there for, and no, it wasn't for the beer in the pub, before anyone says it was the cards itself and there were quite a few pickups um, and we're going to actually start with one what was the pre-existing deal but funny enough i got it today of recording which was the monday and it was a, a, a very good buyer even though it took him quite a while to send it over uh, it was this lovely aaron ramsdale uh, obviously was actually my co-host lovely card and it's uh, just traveled over the podcast airwaves but <laughs> Thank you for that one, H. That was a lovely deal. Um, a brilliant Thanks, way mate. to start Monday morning after the card show is actually getting more cards. <laughs> what more could you want? Exactly. I was, we was talking all the way through the show, and then I was like, and then you was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that deal. We arranged it about a month and a half ago, so finally yeah. got that one over the line. Um, so we come over to you, H. Have you, what, which pickup you want to talk about first? Because I know there's some big and beautiful pickups you've had. Yeah, obviously, you know, Slab Mag was the first pickup from the show, obviously, the the red Slab Mag. But um, I actually picked up this uh, Jorginho, uh, which is from Showtime. Obviously, it's the, the purple parallel to 25, um, obviously, Auto 10, SUC 9. Uh, picked up from Pompey, uh, Pompey Sports Cards, Pompey's, Pompey's other stuff, I think it's called on Instagram. Um yeah, recognise recognised me from the podcast, and he's been listening to about six months now. So, um, yeah, obviously, yeah, gave me a fairly good deal on that. So I said shout out to shout out to him. Um, so yeah, that was my first that was my first pickup at trade night. Was uh, yeah, Jorginho, Top Showtime uh, Auto twenty five SGC nine Auto ten. So yeah, shout out to Pompey. Um, yeah, really happy with that pickup, and that was uh, that was the first one of uh, it went downhill after that. Yeah, I was going to say, we were talking about, I'm going to briefly just say, I did actually open a hobby blaster of Don Russ. Obviously, people are no surprise to me that I've opened a women's box of cards in the pub before the show. Uh, it wasn't the best box, but I was very happy. There was a bit of an Arsenal and England theme to it. So even though one card is not here, it, it makes sense later on because I traded it away. I did end up walking away with an Ella Toon rookie, which was a silver variation. Jordan Nobbs, silver autograph, obviously Arsenal legend, which I was very happy about. And then the main person that I've been chasing in the set, a nice Katie McCabe to 299. And I've got to say, now I've seen it a lot more in person. The Don Ross women's set is absolutely fantastic. So if there's any women's collectors out there, even men's collectors, who just want to get some, I would definitely recommend picking up some of the Don Ross, especially that you can get the Hobby Blasters for even as low as 60 quid 
and then the normal blasters is 30. But I know, Lav, you had a lovely grading return from SGC, and that was with Aaron, obviously, at the grading club, um, which uh, actually some players are actually still play for Chelsea, do you know what I'm saying? Because it's very hard to actually get that at the moment at, in the hobby for you. One of them hasn't played since... Uh, I can't remember, but he's, he's injured, so he hasn't played in ages. But we've had a, a nice five-card um, sub come back. Got a 9.5 on the end, so I got 25, which is a, from Deco, which is beautiful. Yeah. And the rest all 10, which is a, is a first. So we had four, a couple of uh, Galazos. That's outrageous, by the way. Four out of five gem rate. That's... you got to take care of your cards. But uh, the Galaz out of 75 and... The orange lava, both tend for the Enzo, for the uh, rainbow, which we'll, uh, we'll come back to in a bit. The Fafada, which obviously the player who's injured at the moment, to 10 Very on nice. 10 as well. And then finally, the Mason Burstow tops now, which I, I tops now is my favourite. Yeah. Uh, to 99, also tend. Absolutely. Those as well. Whenever anyone has any cards back from grading, I always feel bad for my card collection because it's still sitting here not graded. So I do apologise for any cards that are listening to this, but you will be getting graded in 2024. Um, I'll move on to a deal that I made before the show even opened, funny enough. Um, obviously helping Mr. GBW set up, so I ended up picking up a nice little bundle from him. So I ended up picking up at Marta Tarajon, gold auto to 50, which I couldn't really pass up for on the price. Another player that I'm going to start PCing a bit more is Wendy Renard, Orange Sapphire, rookie to 25. Then, no surprise to anyone, Estina Blackstenius, uh, Net Marvels to 299. And then we've got two England pickups for the PC of uh, Kira Walsh to 299, uh, Chloe Kelly to 299. Surprising, GBW did give up one of his part of these cards. And then I did trade one of my United States women's players in my box for a Frida Leonardson Mornham to 49. So, some more women's pickups from me, which is no, I say no surprise at all. But H, talking about my last one was an orange card. I think there's an absolute beauty of an orange card coming up that you did pick up because it's made me jealous, even though I've just got to say it does fit a certain color of slab mag, which we might be seeing. Yeah. Um, seriously, so I picked up one Georgina Auto. Uh, Pompey's other stuff was the Instagram hand. I just looked it up. Pompey's other stuff was that Jorginho, and then me and uh, me and Lav decided it was time to open some uh fan set boxes. Um, also, I bought two Arsenal, uh, Lav bought two Chelsea. Um, and I was actually lucky enough to hit a, a Jorginho auto again. Um, and obviously, I said before that also I'm going for the full auto set from the, the Arsenal fan set. So um, I've got a Jacob Kirior on the way. Um, and obviously, I yeah, managed to pull the, don't do it wrong, um, pulled the Jorginho um, obviously out of the boxes. So I was very, uh, very happy with with that. Um, I got obviously some some nice parallels from the, uh, got like a part of a Jesus rainbow already. And then I'll see a Saka. Um, so yeah, that was good. Very happy with that two boxes and got got an auto, um, but yeah. So the the orange in question that um, that Ronnie is referring to, obviously, I've now got the IYB in hand as well. I know we've spoken about on the uh, on the podcast before. That is now in hand here. Um, it's in a slab mag already, as you can see. <laughs> I had an, I had an orange one already here, so I've replaced the card out. I didn't buy it. Um, just replaced it out. 
but it is a uh, a Ben White uh, orange prism number to fifteen. It is four of fifteen, so it is uh, his jersey number. Um, eBay, eBay one of one. You can see the alarm bells ringing now. Uh, but yeah, very 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 happy. I know I've started to pick up as much Ben White as I can. I can recently um, when I saw that uh, with Kaboom cards. Uh, I bought that one from so. Sh- Shout out to Kaboom. Um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, I don't know, I've got an orange slab mag already. It's Ben White. I didn't actually realise it was jersey number until I got back to the hotel and Jason said, oh, what number is it out? And I was like, oh, four or 15. And I was like, wait, four is his jersey number. So that makes it even even sweeter. Um, so shout out to Kaboom Cards for, for that one. And then the same deal. Um, I know this is going to make Ron obviously very, very, very jealous. Um, I did pick up a Gabrielle uh, Gold Prism Auto to 10. PSA 9 Auto 10, um, which I was very, uh, very happy with. Um, so, yeah, got that and the Ben White both from uh, from Kaboom Cards. So, uh, shout out to them. Thank you for the deal, mate. And said so it was a, yeah, very, uh, very successful uh, trade night. So, both of those were at trade night uh, with the Jorginho and then also the, the fanset boxes we ripped during the day on uh, on Sunday. And then to throw in a little last one at the end, that could come in the post today from uh, Mike Marnold Cards. A nice little Thierry Henry from his Monaco days back in... Uh, 80, 97, 98. Uh, so yeah, that that was my that was me. So my, was, my weekend. Actually, having some pickups as well is always nice. And I know you alluded to a little rainbow earlier for the Galazzo Enzo Fernandez lab. And was there any additions this weekend to it? Even to the orange theme as well. So the out of twenty five, uh, Galazzo there. So that's another one ticked off the list. It is. 17 of 25, so unfortunately not shirt number, but we still take that. I got a really good deal on that. I told him I was doing the rainbow from like, Soccer Cards United. And, I was going to uh, say the Galazzo, one of the most underrated inserts in cards, in my personal What opinion. have you got left to get, love? I got the base. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I was looking the other day, I was like, I don't have a base. Um, the out of 50. And then the out of 10, out of 5. The 1 of 1, I think it's going to have to be from 5 upwards because the 1 of 1 auto sold for like over 2.5 grand, I think, the other day. And uh, I don't have the facilities for that, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got quite the collection here. All going to be set up to grading now. Nice. The auto <clears throat> as well. But yeah, the out of 25 was the pickup from the weekend from Soccer Cards United. Gave me a very good deal on that. Yeah, like I say, and then I've got a few more picks. I've got two deals left. Uh, this one was a free piece, which was Dan's cards. Uh, starting off with a flashback Wojciech Chesney Prism Auto, which you don't really see much anymore of the 1920 Prism Autos. Followed up by a uh, Bakari Sanya National Treasure from Chronicles, which I've been after. And then the main one of this deal, which I was very happy to pick up, which is number 299, uh, Freddie Lumber Prism, which is just a... Uh, Club Legends autograph number tonight, and I massive pickup from me. Been wanting to get one of these autos. And last but not least, and I've got to say a massive shout out to put with Dan for doing the deal. Obviously, people know that I've been picking up some Stina Black Stenius cards recently. And uh, my big one from this weekend was the Sapphire to 15, obviously the purple auto. Um, for people who don't know, the base rainbow that which I've got is gold, red, orange. And then they just decided to leave off purple. So I had to pick up the purple, which was the autograph. So it was a very, very successful weekend for pickups, which is 
always lovely. And like we say, rather than quantity, it was definitely quality, which we always like to see. So H, like, just like a round up roughly now, the London card show pickups. So how much did you enjoy your, obviously, the Saturday night and then also the Sunday? Yeah, massively. I think, you know, it's probably one of, as you, as you literally, as you just said, in terms of sort of quality over quantity, probably one of my best shows in terms of sort of the quality of, of cards that I picked up. I mean, you know, the, the, for me, then pickups are are unbeatable um, in terms of sort of some of my, some of my previous shows. Um, I managed to sell a fair amount as well, to be fair, on the Sunday. Uh, managed to get rid of a couple of uh, kind of bits and pieces um, to different people. So it was quite a successful day for me on Sunday in terms of selling and buying. Um, also, I say Saturday night buying, Sunday selling. Um, but yeah, honestly, I just, yeah couldn't couldn't fault the show. Um, it was incredible. Such a good weekend. Great to just see so many familiar people as well, and you know, chat all things cards and random things the whole weekend. So um, yeah, it was an unbelievable weekend. And you know, obviously, thank you to everyone that obviously uh, made remarks to the podcast. Um, I know a couple of people that obviously said they've been listening in and that they love the podcast. So. Um, you know, it really, uh, really means a lot. Obviously, when you're, when you know, you just walk around the show and people are sort of taking the time to, to say how much they enjoy listening to the podcast or they love watching the podcast. So, um, you know, it makes it, it makes it all that much more worthwhile. Um, when you know people are, people are sort of uh, recognizing that as well. So, yeah, thank you to also everyone that stopped and sort of uh, said how much they're enjoying it and enjoy watching it. So, yeah, a, a great weekend. Can't, can't fault it. Can't top it. Um, roll on to, roll on to February now. Yeah, and obviously, love for you. Obviously, it was a uh, come Friday. You didn't know if you was going or not. So, was it worth the in the end the two days for you to obviously get down, obviously meet a lot of people, also talk cards, and then also buy a nice couple of cards and a couple of boxes as well. Yeah, it was good. I was glad I'd done it. I think it's the show where I've spent the least, but I really did enjoy it. Hmm. It was um probably up there with one of the favourite shows that I've been to. I think it's come so long. Uh, so come along so much since yeah. sort of like the first ones it just shows the growth in the market and how um where it's all going yeah 100 agree. i'm not saying the same that everyone likes to say with uh, the hobby but like i say it's like I say we just want to echo a statement that uh, harry said it's very easy for us just to see numbers of people watching and listening along but when you meet people in person it makes it a lot more beneficial and much more worthwhile and actually know that we want to expand and grow as well. But like we say as well, we would like to thank Harry and the team for having us along at the London Card Show again. And no doubt we've circled it in our diaries already. Uh, metaphorically speaking, most people just put it in their phones now. So we have got the 10th and 11th all put into our phones. Hopefully we'll be down there again, whether it's a Saturday, Sunday trade night, we'll wait to see. But like we say, thanks for everyone for making it such a great weekend, whether it was in the pub in swim, at the day, afterwards talking on cards. But like I say, it was a fantastic weekend. And obviously one of the last shows of 2023 and obviously we will talk about it in a few episodes time we'll we have a bit more of a 2023 recap closer to the end of the year which has been a fantastic year for shows cards and everything like that but lastly i'd say lav obviously thank you so much for joining us yet again on the podcast you'll be getting i think it's like we we're saying gbw day you're getting close to a residential might have to arrange like a little uh testimonial for you soon yeah i mean gonna get my match ball soon can't wait yeah yeah I can't, we need to stop promising stuff, H. We're getting, we're getting people along. They're, they're what do you think, H? You promised Jack one. Don't try bringing me into this. And find you, the budget. <laughs> yeah, we have to find the budget. We, we have That's to gone on sad, Mags, mate. That's gone already. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like I say, thanks ever so much for everyone listening, watching along. Also, just sharing the content. Like I say, massive thanks as well to Third Down Displays for sponsoring 
and powering this podcast and also powering H's obsession. Episode 91 has been an absolute pleasure looking back at the show. Obviously now it's not too far away to the next one is a short period than it normally is. But like I say, next week we'll be back for recapping the hobby and everything that's gone over that because there's releases, there's news all to be talked about. But most importantly, I hope everyone out there is doing well, staying safe. Make sure you're buying, selling, trading and all that good jazz. And most importantly, happy hobbying and good night. <laughs>